Sometimes you might feel trapped between the right and the left No one listens when you say taxation is theft I never got to film the raccoon But there's a place where people know Harsh government brings tears Fuck the podcast So grab some blue and Latrina Okay, all right, here we go. Friends against government. Because have you ever seen a squirrel just kind of do its thing? I don't know what that means, man. Friends against government. They're your friends. All right, are we? Hopefully, we're good. See, uh, I was telling you, I was telling you before we started. Uh, my co-host Bird is usually the one that takes care of the audio, uh, so I am, I'm completely, I'm, I'm on thin ice. I start, I'm starting this on thin ice, so, but that, that seems to be the way of the world right now. Everybody seems to be on thin ice. So, uh, everybody, we got American Hoddle <clears throat> coming to join us uh, on the Friends Against Government podcast uh, today. Um, and if today's episode is anything like you're posting, uh, it's it could get could get pretty exciting. So, uh, thanks for joining. Hey, for sure, man. I missed your whole intro due to an audio glitch, but I'm sure it was about how fucked the world is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty fucked. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, uh, are you as glued? Are you as glued to your computer screen as I am all day today? Dude, I was. I just had it. I had. I had like. I had a few charts up on like you know my on my computer. You know, like my non-work computer, just sitting here and like just you know glancing at it every now and then. I don't really like. Yeah obsess over charts you know typically all that much anymore anyway but just watching like things go down is like it was pretty wild dude not well it's not only just the bitcoin price but it's it's the markets it's the coronavirus it's people freaking out over the nba it's like everything is going to shit at once i was just talking to my pool guy uh you were just talking about maintenance or whatever on the pool and i was like cool cool all right i'll see you next week and he goes yeah if we're all still alive and I right. Was like, dude, I was like, dude, I'm I'm sure we'll be alive. But then I like start the conversation with him, and it turns out he's a crazy prepper, and he's like, yeah, you know, and and the the fucking virus is gonna be in the water, man, and then we're all fucked, man. <laughs> it's like, this Fuck. is like, <laughs> this is just like sign of our times, you know. It's like things are simultaneously like hilarious and entertaining and terrifying and despondent all at once yeah it's 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 the perfect uh it's, it's like the perfect era for the like probably the most nihilist generation to be like hanging out in <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, um, I, feel, I feel the same way i'm like i, I don't know like where okay let me start with this like where where do you stand on on this virus and you can, you can kind of take that any way you want. Like initially, I, I kind of want to get your, your, your first reaction. And, and let me, let me preface this first with, I have gone out of my way to whenever I see your posts today, just sc- scrolling quickly past them because I was like, I, I don't want to, I don't, wanna, I don't want to like ruin anything. So I think I was doing it yesterday too. So yeah, uh, where I'm at with the viruses. Okay. So weirdly for work, I'm pretty connected to some top people in, in the U S healthcare system. And, okay. You know, this this ranges from people who are on the academic side of healthcare to people who are, uh, you know, epidemiologists to people who are doing bench science to people who are running the administrative systems, the business side of healthcare, right? So, like, I have a pretty wide cross section of what's going on. And to be honest with you, at first, everybody was giving me these sort of statist responses, you know, because I don't understand the science uh, deeply enough, so I'm relying on these people. 
And they were giving me these kind of like, yeah, it'll be fine. It's like SARS. China's doing a good job controlling it, yada, yada, yada. And that was a few weeks ago. Now everybody I'm talking to behind the scenes is in full-on panic mode, honestly. And so yeah. it's, a little, it's a little concerning to somebody like me who's just a regular person where I'm like, yeah, I, I think I went from being like the virus isn't a big deal to now being like, I need to fully like, it's, it's, it's a really big deal. And uh, take every precaution possible. I also have some people I probably need to apologize to on Twitter. <laughs> like, like Bruce Bruce Fenton was out there saying it was going to be like nine times worse than 9-11 or some shit. And I was like, you're fucking retarded. That's never going to happen. And now it looks like he might be right. So maybe I'm the one who's retarded. You know what I mean? I've, de- I've decided to double down. I was with you uh, initially. And then last night I was watching my phone. I was like, well, this, this shit's getting pretty wild. And, uh, and but I but today I woke up and I was like, you know what? There's no need to apologize. Just just double down. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> so here's but here's here's what I saw. Somebody in our in one of my group chats posted um, that I, I guess some somebody in the healthcare system in Ohio came out and they were like, yeah, we probably have 100000 cases here. And this has been yeah. this has been kind of like a theory of mine that's been developing over the last few days. And that is that for most people, this is essentially kind of like a flu and maybe even more mild. There are certainly a lot of people that are coming out and saying, yeah, I technically te- tested positive for coronavirus, but I didn't really feel much. I thought I had allergies or something like, you know, some, to, to that effect. I'm I'm just wondering what is the true case count when it probably has been sweeping through the United States for months. And like other than panicking about some name, like a named virus, it's more or less just kind of business as usual. We have easy access to Tylenol and stuff like that. A lot of people work from home or have the option because we're a wealthy nation. A lot of people can just take a day off work. It's not a big deal. Um, and I, I'm wondering if that's the case. Like, has, has this been going on since December or January or February? And uh, people have, because I, I have a couple, I have a bunch of people in my friend circle who like had respiratory issues, like, ha- you know, were coughing and hacking and wheezing. And, uh, and, it, and a few of them had fevers. And I don't even know if anybody missed work. And you could say, well, hey, that's, horrible for spreading it but at the end of the day that's just kind of like the american ethos right yeah yeah somebody to put it in perspective one of these guys i was talking to this top epidemiologist was telling me that it's going to be it's going to be about five hundred thousand dead in the worst case scenario most of those people are are going to be older right so yeah yeah that sounds really bad a half a million people sounds really bad but in context of 326 million people I think during bad flu season, something like 47,000 or 50,000 people die. So yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm less concerned about the actual like biological reality of the virus and much more concerned about the panic and the social media hysteria that's ensuing. And we're seeing that, you know, play out in the financial markets. I think there's like there's a demographic quality to this because the baby boomers are disproportionately affected. The baby boomers have the most wealth. Oh yeah, on, have the on both fronts. To lose, they have the most exposure yeah. to the stock market, and right. uh, you know they need to protect themselves more than at any other time in their life. So I think a lot of them are looking at themselves and being like, "Well, I can't suffer a 15-year downturn or a 10-year downturn yeah. if we have one." So I'm just going to pull it all out. And right. there is a lot more panic selling, I think, than than maybe I don't know. Like we don't know how deep this financial crisis is going to go, but it does seem like we're in the beginning. Like, you know, like the first inning, like like pitch one of the next massive financial crisis. And I think a lot of us who watch this kind of stuff 
we think that 08 got papered over by quantitative easing and that yeah. all they all they really did was kick the can down the road and we're going to be facing something worse. So when we talk about the possibility of a global depression, yes, I do get rightfully frightened about that prospect because that is going to be damaging. I mean, that that will do more. The death toll will be higher than any virus. Right. So that's mm-hmm. the part of it that scares me is the stampede. Yeah. So, he, so here's, a, and I know that, you know, obviously we probably agree damn near hundred percent on economics. I mean, we're both Bitcoiners, probably Austrian economics, yada, yada, yep. yada. Yep. Um, so here's the, here's what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to play contrarian to my contrarian and say, what, why am I wrong now? Like, mm-hmm. like with my Austrian beliefs, like, like, I mean, I, I think of the fundamental underpinnings, I'm right. And we're right. Um, I, I think that's pretty, I mean, I, I think that's pretty well accepted among libertarian circles as, you know, you can't just print money ad nauseum and print your way out of things um, indefinitely, but you certainly can in short term periods um, yeah. as, as we've, as we've seen with del- deleterious effects that will reveal themselves later. But um, I've been trying to play the contrarians contrarian and I, I keep I keep wondering if we're going to see a huge stock market rally after this with, hey, we beat coronavirus, um, crazy amounts of like way overconfidence in the stock market saying, oh, my God, we went we just survived a 30 percent crash um, and we panicked over nothing. We're done with that now. We got this crazy discount out of the way. And now it's time to really get down to work and, 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 you know, people will be buying in that maybe had been on the sidelines. Um, yeah. And so on. Plus, plus, not to mention, the Fed will probably take this opportunity to inject a little liquidity. So I don't know. That, that that's kind of where I'm at. I'm also seeing that we're about to touch a trend line that started in 2009, um, at least in the in the Dow Jones. Yeah. You know, and a six, you know, a, a six one eight Fib retrace there. It's like I know that a lot of that is kind of tea leaves, but as I'm trying to play contrarian's contrarian and build a narrative here. I don't know. There's something in me that's like, is this about to just like absolutely face rip upwards for, you know, I don't know, until the election until, and, you know, until it doesn't matter. Well, that was, you know, I, I'm kind of with you on this actually. Um, like I, you know, before, I think before the events of the last 24 hours, I would have fully bought into this view and I still may be able to fully buy into this view, but I don't know. Seeing the fed fire that one point five trillion dollar cannon at the insane fucking, at the markets today dude and the markets didn't even flinch it's like it's like no, shooting a bu- like shooting a bullet at superman it's like, <laughs> well to be to be to be fair though i don't think and you may know more than this because i haven't i haven't double checked but i saw the headline that i saw said that they were going to release a 1.5 trillion in, um or, or load up the books 1.5 trillion uh over oh, the course of thursday months yeah yeah you're right and yeah you know of course the, the liquidity hasn't come in yet but the fact that the market is still bearish right this news, yeah, yeah yeah the sentiment yeah yeah exactly now maybe the now maybe injecting all that liquidity into the system like will do i mean because you have to what was the bailout in 08 the bailout in 08 was like 900 billion or 980 like the initial sounds bailout. right yeah yeah the initial one that sounds later about right. on they kept they kept rolling out quantitative easing to other parts of the world and they were doing lending all over so i think it ended yeah. up being like two trillion right so they're already almost double where they were in 08. And if they double up the whole thing, they're going to have to pump in five trill to this. 
and it it, yeah. it may even be much worse than that. It might they might need ten now. Like to get to your point, we don't fucking know. <laughs> like no, we have no idea. We're all spitballing. Yeah, it's just such uncharted waters. What happens with that? And it's so complex trying to wrap your mind around every time I, you know, this, it's like playing chess or something. Like every time I start to do it, the abstractions, I get to like five or six paces out, uh, you mm-hmm. know, second order effects. And then my mind just goes blank and it sort of collapses yeah. in on itself. It's like the math is too complex. So there's, I too, there's too many variables. There's too yeah, many variables. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Way too many variables. And like, I, you know, the coronavirus is going to be blamed for this, but we all know that the markets have been fragile for a long time. Oh, for and, sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. House, house of cards. But that's but that's that further leads to my narrative that I'm developing here that you're going to help me out with. Uh, yeah. uh, and that is that is <laughs> that we just got a a free like basically 30 percent discount on on the stock market with a completely built in narrative. I mean, you just marked it down 30%. That's it's like one of the biggest, it's probably one of the biggest, uh, uh, you know, what has it been two week slides in, in yeah. history. And you just, ha- and you already have the narrative built in. And uh, it's, like, it's man, not like, it's, it's such a confusing thing because when you're in the middle of it, things could go yeah. 10, they could go 10 X either direction. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so there's, there's no real like sense of momentum behind either one of the, I, you know, I just, I fucking just don't know. I wish I could be really emphatic and cheerlead for one narrative or the other, but I can't. I'm just like everybody else. I'm hedged and I'm waiting to see what yeah. happens, you know, Yeah. which I think is the smart move at the moment is to be hedged. And, you know, I've been, I don't know if you've been seeing this on Twitter, but people are basically being like Bitcoin failed its narrative, right? Bitcoin was supposed to perform opposite stocks in a crash like this. And it's totally failed. Bitcoin's not a yeah. safe haven. Bitcoin's not digital gold, yada, yada. But these people are just, to me, they're new entrants who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because yes. everybody who's been in for a while has been like, yeah, we probably knew that if stocks if, if stocks were to tank globally, Bitcoin was going down as well, at least in the short term. Yeah. And then, I, you know, it'd probably operate like gold in OA and it would go up in the long term. Well, the other thing, too, is that I think that at this point, as of March 12, 2020, people in general cannot pay, pay bills with Bitcoin. So when people are fleeing to cash in order yeah, you to gotta sell. yeah, you, you you have to even gold. will. So, and we saw that gold was down today. Right. I mean, gold, yep. gold is taking a little bit a little bit of beating. Now, I think gold is going to do well I mean, until Bitcoin supersedes it, you know, in, in the next few years. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, in times it's like. In times of a capital control crisis, like we saw in China in 16 and stuff like that, um, yeah, people are going to flee to Bitcoin because it makes sense. But yeah. in times of an outright financial crisis where you're like, well, I need to pay the power bill next month, you can't pay it in Bitcoin right now. I mean, not not by and large. And and so people are going to flee to the asset that's liquid that they can pay bills with, not the one that um, uh, might help them in capital flight, but isn't necessarily going to help them keep the lights on. Yeah, totally. And it's, it, you know, I'm... To, to go back to your, your narrative that you're trying to build, like I am hedged. I do have equities, right? So like yeah. part of me part of me is basically like, let's see what the Fed's got. Let's see what they're gonna do. Because right. I mean I'm I'm I have a large percentage in Bitcoin, but I have almost an equal weighting in equities because I'm not really sure in the short term how the stories play out. I'm yeah. I'm sure in the long term that Bitcoin is inevitably going to do what we all think it's going to do because it's just a thousand X improvement in almost every possible way. 
Yes, and I almost to the point where right. almost to the point where particularly if I have another Bitcoiner on this show, I don't care to talk about the like it doesn't it's boring. Like we know what's going to happen, yeah. right? Yeah, like exactly. I want to talk about what the what's the fireworks between here and say you know 2030 or whenever that that 2025 or 2030 or Man. 2035 or whatever that well, year is. Like I well, that's crazy. Like, you got to keep you got to keep in mind that we have three halvings in this decade. We have the yeah. halving that's coming up in 60 days. We get the having in 2024. We get the having in 2028. Okay. Yeah. That's that's fuck. That's a crazy uh, amount that's of su- supply restriction that's going to happen to Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. by the time by the time we're through with this, we're going to be the scarcest asset in the entire world. We're going to have you know basically the highest stock to flow ratio of any asset ever, or the lowest yep. stock to flow ratio of any asset ever. Um, and it's man, I just don't know what it's gonna what's gonna happen because we've never had one in humanity that is below gold i think like a lot of people you know i know we're two bitcoiners talking about this shit but like i think a lot of people don't understand what a crazy fucking concept it is to have a known supply because yeah. wealth is a wealth is a measurement especially in the austrian sense of the word and you know austrian economists you know like hayek and rothbard all those guys they would have been all over this shit if they knew about it because it's like their wet dream you can right. measure all the productive output in the world and get a pretty fucking accurate measurement of it because you're not dealing with hidden inflation all over the place. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah. That, that idea, that idea alone is crazy. And then you add all the other things that are on top of Bitcoin that add to that idea. Now where we, where we find ourselves in our present moment though, like the path to get to inevitability. Yeah. Dude, it's a, it's a fucking rocky path. You know? There are gonna there there it will be paved with those that couldn't quite handle being a hodler. There are Dude. still there are still corpses that will need to fall along the wayside. Yeah, and those will be those will be whales and plebes alike. Like the, yeah. the both both the very rich and the very poor, you know, yep. will be driven insane by Bitcoin. I mean, that's yes. just like how it goes. You know? I, know. I feel like we I feel like we heard these stories too, like early in humanity's history, or maybe it's all just from The Hobbit, and I'm misremembering. But like of people being like fucking <laughs> stated as fact, it doesn't matter on here. <laughs> yeah, like people <laughs> like kings being like driven crazy by gold, you know, like the King Midas, the the whole thing. And I think yeah. we're seeing that with Bitcoin because it like as a human being, you're not like primed to live through a monetization event of this magnitude. It happens once every like you know, what, 5,000 years in humanity's history. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're like, yeah. just hodl, dude. That is that is the key message. Like, none of us can fucking time this shit. I know, like, all right, I'll tell you this just personally. Like, I know people, I and I, I heard this from several different sources, five or six different people who were, like, getting margin called or close to getting margin called on very high amounts of Bitcoin today. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, that is so yeah. brutal that you yeah. were so close and you didn't see this black swan coming and you right. got fucked. You know, it's like, yep. ah, imagine being so close and then you miss out on it, you know? Yeah. And that, but that's it. What, what is it? Somebody was saying like, it's, it's always through the, the path of a uh, highest frustration or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's what it is, man. And, and you know, you've got to just steal your, steal your nerve and just, Dude. you know, just laugh at it. Laugh in its face. Laugh in, la- in $5,000 face. Nick Carter said on Twitter, he said, the night's always darkest before it goes totally black. And that's, <laughs> that's what it feels like, you know? It's like, yeah, shit sucks. And it's going to keep sucking for a while. But if you hodl, you're unaffected. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I woke up. I woke up this morning with some emotional turmoil because I was like, "Oh my God, the price! What does this mean for me?" Right. And then you know, after five minutes, I'm like, "Oh, but I didn't sell anything, so I'm good." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hot, and hot plus, unaffected basically. And plus, we're dead inside at this point. I mean. So it doesn't matter. Like I, I, I look at the Bitcoin price and I'm like, I'm dead. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, it's also, okay. So here's another thing too. Like the, the, one of the narratives I've been seeing online a lot today has been, you know, uh, this is what it would look like if you didn't have all these stopgap measures, like we have in traditional markets, right? Like where you couldn't hit yeah. the circuit breaker and be like, okay, guys, stop trading. You know, basically. Like anytime, yeah. the, anytime they think it's heating up too much, they just pull the plug and they're like, yeah, yeah, no more going down. We'll just pull the plug on that shit, right? B- Bitcoin has more efficient uh, price discovery. It's a yes. much more efficient market. And free markets are a feature of Bitcoin. They're not a bug of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not like super volatile because, uh, you know, and that, that's not, I mean, it is super volatile, but it's not necessarily a negative thing because you speed it up and you can rebound quicker. Like, I think we all, as Austrians, believe, you know, skipping over the business cycle, like Alan Greenspan and, you know, all the guys have been trying to do for, you know, decades now, uh, is fucking us. Like, that's why some asshole can eat bat soup in China and the whole global stock market collapses, you know? (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) but but i mean the more you paper over it's just like your i mean think about it just super basically it's just like your own life you know if you if you find yourself drinking every day and doing drugs every day and every day you wake up you're like it's fine and people are like hey man you don't look so good you're like it's fine right eventually you end up in fucking rehab that's what happens but yeah you can like push that off for such a long time that you wasted your entire life you know and that's what I think is happening to our financial markets. That's why innovation is fucking like dead across the board, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, I think it's I think it's it's dormant and I think it's going to reemerge yeah. as a much closer associate with, you know, peer-to-peer money. <laughs> like I think, you know, I think that we're we're building our own nation state in it without the uh things that we don't like about the nation state, you know, and and I think that a lot of the economy is going to surround itself rather than a a court system. And, um, you know, the things that current nation states bring, um, it's going to surround itself or it's going to, it's going to attach itself onto these, these emerging peer to peer technologies and Bitcoin's going to be at the center. And this is also why it's so hard to talk about like what, what's going to happen in traditional markets, because, Okay, you know, we know like the reason we we agree about the inevitability of Bitcoin is because we can both look at what's happening, uh, you know, on a day to day basis in the code. Right. Like we know what's happening. Bitcoin's monetary policy is transparent. We have no idea what's happening behind closed doors at the Fed right now. We just have none. And we can you imagine can you imagine being a fly on the wall in there? Right oh now. my god! Well, dude, I mean, you know, we know now that set from 2008, they got around a table together and they just decided to print almost a trillion dollars, like in the span of 20 minutes. That's <laughs> that's fucking insanity. Okay. Yeah. You know, and we're just trusting these like random board of non-appointed or elected assholes to fucking like decide the yeah. world's monetary policy. Bananas, man. Dude, it doesn't make any fucking sense. You know. But I, I, I got to say, the, for the people that are into Bitcoin or who are going to get into Bitcoin, days like today when it's painful, uh, buckle up, buttercups. Like, it's going to get so much worse, okay? 
Like there are going to be so many more days like this. We are, we're playing financial chicken with basically the world's most powerful government of all time. Right. Yep. They're not going to go quietly into that good night. Like I said earlier, like the system privatizes gains and socializes losses. And the people that are participating in the privatized gains will do fucking anything to keep that going because that you directly benefits them. You have to kill. You have to die inside in order to not kill yourself in meat space. That is that is the yep. lesson for hodlers. Yep. You cannot. Yep. You cannot feel feelings anymore. Feelings are done. Feelings were for last decade and the decade before. We are now in a feelingless world. <laughs> become well, as become as mechanical and as feelingless as your node. <laughs> this, well, this, this somebody made another interesting point on Twitter today. They said basically, you know. The families that have real wealth are the real estate families because they have sort of like this forever wealth because in panics and crises, they can't easily liquidate. So you're just mm. stuck hold, holding the bags on everything. And if you hold the bags forever, you're going to get super fucking rich and stay super fucking rich, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, what's the Bitcoin equivalent of that? It's a distributed multi-sig key. Like personally, my keys are in different states. So even if I wanted to give into my feelings today, I can't. Because I'd have yes. to get on a fucking plane <laughs> while there's a pandemic going on and, you know, brave virus to get to my keys. And so that's not going to happen. Right. Like, so it's like, yeah, just right. fucking hop you would you would yeah. you would risk meat space death by coronavirus. And so instead, you've just killed yourself inside and, and then yeah. you just move on about your day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so simple. Oh my that god! Be, that should be like the one sentence, and we should make like a, a hodler's handbook or something like that. <laughs> just like Dude. it just says, "Die inside," and it makes it easier. I just keep running over that uh, Chinese proverb in my mind. That's like, "May you live in interesting times," which is a curse. Yes, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, God, we're fucking cursed. <laughs> like, yeah, this is. I'm gonna end up like making myself so rich, but it's gonna be at the end of my life, and I'm gonna die and pass it on to my grandchildren. No, it's like a. <laughs> same with satoshi it's like satoshi invented the world's you know greatest money right and he is never going to be able to participate in it because if he sells his coins like it's going to shake confidence in what he built right so i, yep. I personally think he's a superhuman in the fact that he probably just burned his keys day one and was like yep fuck this never going to look at him again you know uh, yeah i mean it's i don't <laughs> doubt it i mean he, he he that guy is like king death inside yeah exactly <laughs> like, <laughs> like we all went out we all went out in our sleep like you know we had, we had like a sleep or something like that he went out like you know just a gruesome miserable death and he is that dead inside and he's a king for it it's like it's like that meme where james franco is being hung you know and it's like first time. yeah like, first yeah. time <laughs> i mean i've been seeing some of the newer entrants uh, be really scared today and yeah. I was just like, dude, I feel fucking bullish, man, because oh my god, yeah, this is just a this is a dump on you know like liquidations and margin calls and shit. Like this isn't a dump on fundamentals. Like the fundamentals oh. are super strong. They're so strong. Oh yeah, I was yeah. I've also been like keeping an eye on, and I haven't looked at a chart. I was just anecdotally uh, keeping an eye on uh, block times, like just checking my note every now and then, and it hasn't seemed to get out of hand. Um, no, I guess yeah. we're we're at about 20 minutes since the last one, but I mean, it's been, it's been ticking along. I, I, I want to check out a chart, but um, you know, it's, yeah. It's fundamentals are stronger than ever. And, uh, and it does, man, you know, it just yeah, keeps, on, keeps on fucking making blocks. Like yeah. it's, 
<laughs> what does the global economy do? It seizes up, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, they can just, they can keep printing money at, you know, ad infinitum. But there, I think we all know there will be a day of reckoning. And that, that's, that's clear. That's not even interesting to talk about. What's interesting to talk about is when. When mm-hmm. does it happen, right? I, I, I think not yet. I, I think I not agree. yet. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. It's not going to happen yet. You know, it, it may not happen for 30 years. Like, that's the crazy yeah, thing. That's true. That's true. Also I, I, I kind of hate the gold bugs. And I know that this is more of a, like, libertarian show, so people are going <laughs> to... No, 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 man. I, yeah, we, sure. we're, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's do it right. We got to kill people yeah. inside. I, listen, I hate the gold bugs because they're rooting for doom and gloom. When I see doom and gloom in the world's markets, I actually get a little bummed out because I want to come from a place of rational optimism where we're just mm-hmm. building a better system. And then we all move to the better system slowly over time. Right. Me too. I don't, Me too. Yeah. I don't, I don't want. Oh man, we have, we have a lot in common. Fucked. Yeah. We have a lot in common. Well, it's like, dude, I don't want the world to get fucked. And then that's our window to insert gold. You know, fuck yeah. that. Like, and then just go back through the same experiment that we just did to, for 200 years. Well, fucking exact, fucking exactly. Because the governments will re-centralize. Yes. They'll, they'll say there's a peg. Then there will be no peg. Maybe we'll go full back to base metals. Then there will be a peg. Then no peg. Then we yep. fucking end up right back where we are. At least yep. Bitcoin gives us a chance, right? Because it's a new movie. It's a new movie to watch. We've been watching, you know, we dusted off Captain Ron. We've watched it a million times. Like, you know, <laughs> let's, watch a, let's watch a new movie. <laughs> Captain, I love Ron. Captain Ron. I don't know why it's Captain Ron, film. but I fucking love that movie. I, very highbrow. Dude, by the way, I got high and watched Contagion last night. That I saw it. that. That is that is one tweet that I did not scroll by because it, it was a one-liner, and I was like, "You fucking maniac!" <laughs> that was a mistake. That was a mistake. Okay, <laughs> I had to cleanse it. I had to cleanse it with Frozen Two. I watched the first fifteen minutes of Frozen Two. Frozen Two. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm, it's like I'm telling you, man. I bleach, you know, when you like go look at cute puppies after you've been looking at like gore on the internet. Yeah. Dude, I saw that and I was like, I have like a couple edibles in the drawer, and I was like, should I like? I won't tell him, but like maybe it would make for a good episode tomorrow. If I oh just my didn't. god! And I was like, nah, 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 nah. It was it was freaking me the fuck out because that movie is so well made. That movie is exactly what we're living through right now, and it's like, really? oh shit! Like, not only is it exactly what we're living through, like the they saw it and they fucking called it out. Now things are a little more deadly in that movie, but I kept thinking mm-hmm. to myself while I was watching, I was like. Ugh, maybe we're at the part of the movie where it's just not that deadly, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like that's that's kind of a scary thought. But uh, God. <laughs> yeah, I man, think... I I, I want to always come from a place of optimism, and I don't want to root for catastrophe. Like I, I want to root for the world to get better. I want to root mm-hmm. for innovation. You know, I want things to improve. I want to go to fucking space. I want Mars coin to be a reality. That that'll be the only shit coin. <laughs> That's not a shit coin, you know, because whoever gets to Mars can, yeah, can make their own blockchain and that's Mars coin. Like, boom, you won Elon Musk. You have your own global money, you know, (laughs) it's a, it's a different globe, but it's global money, you know? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I would, I would like to see, like, like I use the same, I use the analogy and I've probably like beaten this horse on this podcast a few times, but, um, just like, I, I don't, I would, I'm glad that Uber and Lyft took over the, like commandeered the transportation service from the taxi cabs. I would, what, what I would rather that than the taxi cabs collapse in 2006 and then two years like go by where nobody can get a fucking cab and then Uber comes in, 
you know, like, yeah, what's like the, the gold, the gold guys are like guys who've been uh, stockpiling like horse drawn carriages, right? And the taxis collapse and they're like, all right. <laughs> they show up on yeah. <laughs> it's our time to shine for three years. In the back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, you know, when you talk to the when you talk to the Bitcoiners, especially the guys who code and who do the real work, you know, like we just kind of like shit post on Twitter. Like yeah. those guys are so intent on building a better world and they know what we can build and what it can be and like the work they're doing is fucking amazing and like we'll be in, you know, textbooks and history books in the future. Like that just is so much more exciting than being like, rah, rah, rah. I'm going to fucking, we're going to, we're going <laughs> to petition the government to put gold back on their agenda. Yeah. <laughs> fuck the government. Yeah, no, I agree. hundred percent. And, and this doesn't, this doesn't even mesh with libertarian ideals. Like stop asking the government for fucking permission to do shit. Just fucking do shit. You Go build. I mean? Go do something. You can make yeah, your life seriously. better. Go build shit. That's, that's losertarian shit. You know what I mean? That's like, oh, I like that. Saucy. Oh, that's, it's not mine, but, uh, is it not? I forget who said it, but somebody said anybody who makes less than fifty thousand dollars a year but holds libertarian ideals is a loserarian, <laughs> which is it's pretty hardcore. But you know what? Strong language. It's also pretty accurate. Like maybe you should stop being a bitch and do something to improve your life. Okay, because that's that's the real libertarian ideal. You know. I like. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Just pissing everybody off a little bit. I like it. Uh, it's it's so I can't help. That's just my personality. I'm just like we got to go for it. You know. I love it. I love it. Do or die. Damn the damn the torpedoes. Who gives a shit? Uh, we're already dead. We're already dead inside. What's a meat space death these days? It doesn't matter. Totally right. It's like it's uh, you know it's ceremonial or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is all this is another one too it's like that you know all the millennials like want to die that's like the meme or whatever and it's like yeah, yeah but when corona when coronavirus comes around you're all wearing fucking masks you know what i mean yeah do you really want to, do you really want to die or are you just being edgy because you have student debt yeah <laughs> but yeah man, it's it's funny because i you know i woke up and everybody on twitter was bearish and i was like i guess i'm supposed to be bearish but i don't feel bearish i feel super fucking bullish and like we were both just talking about, you know, in log scale, like 10x events can go either direction and they can whipsaw back and forth super fast. So like if mm -hmm. the Fed injects a bunch of liquidity, uh, it's not like it's not like we're in a risk off environment. That's mm -hmm. game on. Like the banks are right. going to do exactly what they did. They're just going to yeah. lever back up. And, they're, you know, the Fed is doing it so early this time in the cycle. Last time the banks had to delever themselves and then the Fed started stepping in because they were getting fucked up. Right. This time they're doing it ahead of schedule. They're like, don't yeah. even don't even delever. Keep the leverage on. Like it's fucking crazy, crazy man. We're gonna end up yeah. nationalizing the stock market by the end of this whole thing. Like so oh, we're, I think, we're, we're headed. I think that's a, I think that's a possibility. Won't they won't say that's what it is, but I think it's a strong possibility. Oh yeah, we'll use different language, you know. Yeah, it'll be I mean, we, it'll be encoded, but that's we kind of did that with the uh, auto bailouts. Kind, I mean, kind of. Yeah, kind of for sure. And I mean, really, the, what do we have? We have an oligarchy of banks. Uh, you know, there's yeah. there's what, like five major banks or something. So like oh, we have this yeah. small oligarchy that all sits at the same table. They all know the same people and they all get money from the Fed. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, they're they're like validators in the fiat shitcoin node network. <laughs> you know, there's like there's five validators. It's like, 
JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, you know, Citibank, whatever the fuck. It's 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 honestly like insane how the system works. Like and anybody who anybody who like I think we're in a weird position as Bitcoiners because we know how the system works, but we also don't directly profit from the system. So mm-hmm. that puts us in a strange predicament because most people who know how the system works are directly profiting from it. And it's like that quote, you know, you, you I forget how the fuck it goes, but it's like you can't get a man to understand what's what his paycheck's based on or whatever. It's like yeah, most, yeah, right. yeah, most people are like that. Right. Where, you know, if you like in 2008, all the financial people knew what was going to happen. We just didn't know what was going to happen because we're. Yeah, right. We're, yeah. We were regular ass people. I mean, I don't know what you were doing in 08, but I was just going to college and I was like, this is fuck. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I was uh, I was like a soft sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting position to be in as Bitcoiners because you're one of the few people who actually knows what's happening and how just fucking bogus the game is, you know, and like how rigged it is. And it, how, how it's how blatant it is. I mean, God, it's, it's so fucking blatant. It's crazy. It, that's crazy. I'm I'm currently struggling with what is more crazy. I think it's that. <clears throat> but the other thing that's so bananas is that when you go make a Bitcoin transaction, that it just happens. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, well, go do anything in the financial world. Yeah. And have it just happen like that's that is so out off the table like that's not even on the table you can't just do stuff i mean like granted you can you can do like a daily purchase with your credit card or whatever but like you can send you know a hundred thousand dollars worth of bitcoin with a click of the mouse and it just happens where you go try and do that go try and buy a house go try and or or, or uh, uh you know finance house go try and do like buy a car go try and do anything you're going through so much kyc aml you're going you're going through days of processing um it's yeah. it's crazy and, well, and bitcoin Bit- is like a skill level capital unlock right for people in developed nations because for instance a couple of years ago this was back in 2015 i hired an animator in south korea to do a, a part of a commercial for me and I paid him two bitcoins, which at the time was seven hundred dollars. So you know, that's yeah. now even even with the crafts, it's like twelve thousand dollars or something. But uh, yeah, but, but you're dead inside, so it doesn't it doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly, exactly. I paid him two bitcoins, and uh, you know, it was like as simple as he saw the bitcoin logo on my Skype thing, and he was like, "Oh, you're a bitcoiner." I was like, "Yeah, you know about bitcoin." He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "You want to do this deal in bitcoin?" Okay. When he was done with his work, or I sent him half up front. When he was done with the rest of it, I sent him the other half. Boom, boom. I, I, Dude, if I had to send money to somebody in South Korea through traditional banking rails, I have oh, no yeah. fucking idea how to do that. And it sounds like a lot more hassle than it's worth. So I would I would probably just end up finding somebody in America. And even if the job costs twice as much, I you know, I would I would never know. Right. And this guy in yeah. South Korea wouldn't wouldn't get the cash. So it's like just just that efficiency is, is fucking insane. And you're right. Just not yeah. having not having to talk to anybody when you go make a wire at the bank. You got to like, you know, sit down with a guy, You got to input all this data. You got to input the physical location of the place you're sending the money to. And then when you he's alive, he's off, alive inside, you're dead inside. So there's a language exactly. barrier. <laughs> yeah. And when you when you send the money off, you have no fucking idea what's happening to it. You can't yeah. watch it. You can't watch it get confirmed. And then you get a call like, you know, later that day. And the person will be like, oh, yeah, we got your wire like six hours ago. It's like, uh, why didn't you you didn't feel like calling me or what? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, honestly, it's retarded. Every as a millennial, every time they send me like something in the mail, I get angry. 
I'm like, why I, is this? I, I throw it. I have my recycling bin outside right next to my mailbox, yeah. and it just it just gets moved every day from there into the recycling bin. A lot of times I don't even look. Yeah. Well, it's like I, I never check my box or whatever, right? But I bought a house recently, and uh, they, you know, because they know you're at this physical address, they start sending you bills there and shit because they're yep. like, well, he's going to get him. He lives there. But I never check it. So I checked it like, I don't know, two months after I moved in or something, and I had like all these fucking bills. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like nobody could text me, call me, email me, nothing. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're just snail mailing me bills that it's like, don't you want to get paid? <laughs> I know. And it's, it's crazy that we still have this. Uh, this isn't even boomer finance, dude. This, this is like how my grandfather did business. You know, sending yeah. stuff through the mail like that, like that's that's. Well, let me just wire it for a, like a couple, like a business week. Yeah. So <laughs> what is this thing? I, I know that's the people that, and yeah, like Bitcoin's UI is kind of clunky because like there's no incentive for people to make good UIs, and all yeah. the good UIs are most of the good UIs are on trusted third parties, you know, custodian-based apps and things like that, yeah. which is sort of sort of the antithesis of Bitcoin because. Once you're not holding your own keys, it's not really Bitcoin. That said, I think if people, you know, put in the, maybe it takes 10 hours to get up to speed, right? If you put in the 10 hours to learn how to send Bitcoin transactions and payments, like 10 hours if you're remedial, like I am. Like if you put, if you put in that time, like you're going to see such a massive uh, improvement in your quality of life from that. And you're going to be ahead of the curve. This is like being an early adopter to email or the internet or whatever. Like right. you're going to be able to see things developing in real time well before other people do. You know. So okay. So this is, this is, this is a question I got for you. Cause this has been on my mind. So what, so what is the spread of, uh, I'm going to think about how I want to phrase this. This is exactly what you're talking about. If you could take one Bitcoin now with the knowledge that you have or, X Bitcoin, which I'm <clears throat> gonna need your help filling in. Yeah. Um, with no knowledge, which would you take? And so, kind of where I'm leading this is one Bitcoin with the knowledge to hold on to it through hyper Bitcoinization, or ten Bitcoin with virtually no knowledge, and you have to learn about it before going bust. Mm. And and hold it into and what is that number? Let me think about that. Like if I was just given 10 Bitcoin, but no knowledge, or I was given one Bitcoin with knowledge, uh, I want the one, I want the one Bitcoin for sure. Yeah, because, I think so too. You, I mean, dude, the knowledge in the space is really hard one for like, yeah. I, you know, I'm a pretty, I'm a decently smart person. Like I always test high on whatever bullshit, you know, and it took me straight up a year to even have like a basic understanding of what was going on. Now, granted, yeah. this was back in, this was back in 2015. And that's me combing through forums. There were no books. There was no anything. There was no podcast. There was no anything, right? So maybe let's let's assume that's been sped up by 3x or something, right? It's still going to take you three months before you can yeah. get a decent understanding of what's happening here and understand the value proposition. And you're going to have to go through at least one market cycle in order to really harden yourself. You know, if you yeah, want to call in it, order, you want to, call in it, order it, to die. Dead inside, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is right you have but to like, die first <laughs> yeah you need you need to go through that because when i wake up and i have these feelings like oh the price crashed 30 percent. well i remember it doing that when the price went from 400 dollars to 330 dollars or yeah. whatever right so to me mm -hmm. it's nothing because i'm like well who cares like we're up like fucking 40x since that time you know and if you look at the the long 
chart, the log log chart of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is just fucking dominating. So like mm-hmm. you have a bad day in the markets. Who gives a shit? It's one bad day. And you should expect those bad days. And, you know, fucking steal yourself, like harden yourself, like fucking gut your gut your way through it. Just fucking white knuckle it. <laughs> yep. Come on. <laughs> you know? Like man up here. When I when I quit cigarettes, I just fucking quit. It was cold turkey, and I was just yelling at people for like days. You know, that's Good. how you do it. You just I see it. Off. I see it hasn't. Did you did you just quit yesterday? Is that is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the knowledge the knowledge bases and the the human capital is tremendous, especially because there is no central authority in Bitcoin who profits from you getting into Bitcoin. Bitcoin is like a loose collection of individuals who have all seen the value proposition of Bitcoin. Some of these individuals decide to create services, businesses, whatever, Uh, you know, but they don't have any, um, there's no incentive for them to help you. They help you just because these are good people who want to see the system develop. And yeah, maybe there's a marginal incentive. Oh, you still have it? All right, so uh, all good, man. Can you hear me? Where were we? What were we talking about? Yeah, I God, uh, you were. I always forget. But whatever, just start. Right we'll, start off with, we'll start off with some different shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man, Dude, that sucks. Don't, don't worry, man. I've I've literally never had a, a remote podcast go smoothly technically the entire time. Like now, yeah, well, it, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, it, man, I feel like we're usually pretty good. It's just, it's this damn speaker. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> no, no I'll, I'll buy I'll buy another one after hyper uh, hyper Bitcoinization. <laughs> dude, you dude, you would be surprised how frugal Bitcoiners are in real life, or maybe not uh, yeah. surprised, but like it's shocking. Like some of the people I know are worth a hundred million dollars. <laughs> like fucking like dying to get free drinks at the bar. I was like, dude. Are you serious? Like you're so rich. Like you could buy a drink, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it really changes, uh, changes your kind of outlook on everything. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. To the point where like when I first got in, I was like getting upset with my wife. Like I would be like, you serious? Like you're going to, you're going to fucking get the guac right now. Are you trying to, bank- <laughs> you're trying to bankrupt us? You're trying to <laughs> like she, she would want to go to, she wanted to go to Home Goods and she would buy like a you know some knickknack that cost fifteen dollars and I was like, yeah, that could have been that could have been fucking Bitcoin, okay? Yeah, you know right. that could be in the that could be you could have just spent like fifteen thousand dollars on that thing. Do you even <laughs> like this thing? You know. Oh <laughs> uh, God, are you uh, are you using any of these uh, cashback apps or Satsback apps? Uh, I use Lolly. Yeah, I like Lolly. Lolly's good. I haven't tried that one yet. It's super legit. The only bummer is it's a desktop um, plugin only at the moment. And oh. so it's like most of my shopping I do for my phone. Almost most of my everything I do for my phone. That's I think that's yeah. one of the big that's one of the big issues with Bitcoin where it's at right now is like there isn't a lot of good mobile stuff for Bitcoin. There's some good stuff for sure, but yeah. you know, there's not a lot. And some of that is just the open source ethos bumping up against Apple and Google Play and all that kind of shit, you know. So it's like, I don't know, but Lolly is good on the sats back end. There's, there's supposed to be some sats back credit cards coming out soon. I think BlockFi well, is going to have one. I think that's, so I'm in the fold, uh, telegram group oh, right, right, and right. they kind of seem to be indicating that that might be a direction that they take. I don't know. I haven't like checked in recently on their progress, but that seems like I use them. I really like them. 
Um, Stats back definitely makes you feel better about spending, you know? Dude, it does, man. You kind of feel like you're going to get it all back in the future. Yeah, I know. And it's a, it's a interesting way of like leveraging kind of the like low, like the high time preference consumerism uh, and, and, and Kung Fu, like throw, throw using their own momentum against them kind of thing. Like I really just, the idea it's so innovative yeah i think it's i think it's a good uh speculative attack <laughs> you know yeah because at least you can go on amazon and get some cool shit you know like it's it's better than just uh, taking out a loan to, to yeah. do a speculative attack you know and i think we've seen that in the normie investing world like apps like acorns or whatever are are decently popular like people like that roundup feature where they're just spending money anyway and then you know rounds they're rounding up for themselves like instead of charity right. so i think yeah I, I like the business model a lot and I, i'd love i'd love to see more products like that you know because yeah, airline I, airline miles who gives a fuck right right yeah especially with coronavirus going around yeah. i can't die in meat space yet <laughs> right exactly um yeah i really i, I go, ahead. go ahead no go ahead i was just saying i'm 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 hoping that fold comes out with a with a credit card that would be really really cool yeah same uh, i'm i'm down for all all products of those types, anything that helps make it easier for normal people to, to get Bitcoin. I think, you know, the big thing though, is like, if you're talking about education and getting normal people involved in Bitcoin, the big thing is getting people to fucking care about themselves. And like, that's a hard problem because when, when you talk to a therapist that what they'll tell you is they'll, they'll, you know, if you're faced with a lose, lose situation, most people will go into freeze they'll have a freeze response. And I think that's what the majority of people are facing today. Things are so overwhelming. Things are so confusing. Things seem so hopeless for most people that they're just frozen in place, right? And how do you yep. shake How do you shake your brother out of apathy? That is a question I ask myself all the time and I've employed basically every method I can think of and been, and been unsuccessful in almost all regards. And I think it's gonna have to come from some massive external you know stimulus basically and maybe that's corona and the markets and everything but probably not probably it's something even worse than that which is gonna suck i i mean ideally it'd be great if just the bitcoin price rise is the thing that shook people out of apathy right like 100 yeah. bitcoin that would shake you out right. of apathy but unfortunately most people are gonna look at that and be like, oh they're gonna eeyore it and be like i missed out missed out man once again yeah you know yeah and uh, yeah, that's a tough problem. I think about that a lot. I have a lot of conversations with Uber drivers trying to figure that one out. And <laughs> I, ha- I haven't come up with anything good. Well, we just gotta keep hacking away at it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is an interesting thing that I I always hear, or I I say I always hear, I often hear. And in fact, I was on somebody else's podcast uh, pretty recently, and they were like, "Well, I don't know about Bitcoin. I, I'm interested in crypto, but not Bitcoin because I feel like I missed out." I'm like. Yeah, yeah, but you kind of have to understand the value proposition of Bitcoin and how big that market share, like that total market is. And like you, you haven't missed out on anything. Um, yeah, this is this is why Matt O'Dell has the phrase stay humble, because you must yeah. you must humble yourself to get into Bitcoin. Yeah, you, you become have, humble. You have to, yeah, exactly. Like the, the idea, dude, listen, you're the person who was so dumb you missed out on Bitcoin. Do you think you're really you've suddenly just become so smart that you're going to spot the, the quote unquote next Bitcoin? No. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. You know, like you you suck at this whole thing, okay? Why don't you right. just fucking lean in, right? And also, <laughs> people, people just don't understand economics. They have a unit bias. 
there's there's all kinds of stuff right i mean like during the 2017 run-up every noob i knew in real life was like hey man um should i buy xrp i heard it's going to a hundred dollars and i was like that would mean it has like a fucking hundred trillion dollar market cap or some shit like that's impossible yeah. they were like i don't know it sounds good sounds good man <laughs> like, there's like right? more xrp than there are grains of sand like, on the beach yeah, exactly. i had a buddy tell me one time he was like he was like, hey, man, what's what do you think about this coin? He sent me some coin. I can't even remember the name of it. And I was like, yeah, it seems like it's just an outright Ponzi scheme, dude. And he and he goes back, yeah, I don't know, man. I kind of like it. I, I think it's like, you know, it's got a cool thing with the algorithm going on. I was like, yeah, dude, it's a Ponzi scheme. So have fun. <laughs> I can't save you from yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's a... Uh... There's just so much like it, it's now, like, like you said, I'm like, it's overloading because now there's, there's so much going on in Bitcoin, which I'm always attuned to because that's my number one interest. But now with the coronavirus and the market, the, like the legacy markets kind of uh, faltering a little bit now, there's like, it's just, it's just overstimulus, man. It's like, yeah, it's a bad, trip. it's a bad trip. It's just too much. And that's, that's when you go into shutdown mode because you, just yeah. can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't, you can't keep taking in this information because it's just fucking walloping you you know and it just i've decided that i'm just skipping i'm just skipping coronavirus i'm done like i i'm Dude, I, as far I as i'm concerned great, coronavirus yeah. are done. i think that's a great i think that's a great idea like you might die but like it's a great yeah, idea, i might you know? But I'm already dead, right? I'm already dead. <laughs> I mean, think, dude, think about just from the beginning of 2020. Just the beginning of fucking 2020. It's fucking March. It's the beginning of March. All right? We almost we, got into a war with Iran. We, now we're coronavirus. We're war with Iran. The stock fucking stock tank. Coronavirus. I feel like something else happened in there that I'm forgetting. Like, you know, shit is uh, crazy. Probably. There's, a yeah. US, there's a U.S. presidential election this year. One of the oh, candidates fuck, yeah. might die. Like shit is going fucking wild. It's yeah, it's really not inconceivable that one or both candidates die during the middle of this election. You know, I said that I said that like a week or a few days ago when I was recording. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Brian Nichols show, but he just released it like a, an hour or two ago, and yeah. I literally said that I was like, you know, we've got a a, a virus that's circling circling around that literally basically targets old people. And yep. their jobs as politicians is basically to go shake as many hands as they possibly can. We have a oh, and also they're all old white dudes, and one of them just had a heart attack. Uh, yes. So we, we got a uh, we got a real problem here, boys. <laughs> exactly. I, well, dude, I I all, I said recently I think we should have um, a maximum age to be president, like sixty-seven at okay. inauguration, right? That, Why that not sixty-nine? Yeah, could be. I picked sixty-seven because that would make you seventy-five during the you know at the end of two terms, right? And it's like these these dudes are on their way out. Why do they have any say in what is happening now? As a good as a good libertarian, I think I've totally moved on from caring about U.S. politics. Like I don't vote or anything. And uh, right. I, I'm just I'm just I'm like Ron Swanson now. I'm just wishing for the collapse of all things, you know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> and then rebirth. Yeah, it's like a judo move. You just got to, like, take it all down and, like, let it fucking rebuild. You know, I just want enough time for us to build the life lifeboats and, like, be able to onboard everyone to Bitcoin so that they can fucking save their purchasing power and not get fucked over by the, you know, decades of shitty decisions that have been made that have led us to this point. I mean, it doesn't matter who you elect president. Like, you could elect a full-on communist. Like, no one yeah. can get out of the way of what's coming. I'm hoping for a communist. Who cares? Like, that'd be funny, right? 
Right. right. <laughs> then I might actually have to go to work. Like, would they show up and force me to go to work? Is that how communism yeah. works? Because I don't. Right now, I don't work very hard. You know, so it's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not looking to go into the, you know, I, I've said this before, too, in the past. It's like it doesn't matter if you institute a communist system or a capitalist system, right? Individuals who are, you know, high IQ and a little bit amoral, they're going to do no, they're going to do well no matter what, no matter what mm-hmm. the system is. Right. What yeah. you're really doing is fucking the poor in, mm-hmm. in in the worst instances of both systems. And I think we would both agree that we don't have capitalism. We have some sort of weird corporate communism. Yeah. Uh, at For the sure. moment, right. Corporate, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let let GM fail back in 08. Like yeah. GM did mm-hmm. a shit job running their business. For years they failed to outcompete the Japanese. Uh, and their business sucks. Let it let it fucking burn. That's capitalism. It's not capitalism mm-hmm. to be like, we have to save American jobs. That's not capitalism. Right? Sometimes yeah. things are gonna get messy. Like that's life. You can't paper over problems. But it's always going to be listen, this is one of my things, is like Liars always tell the same fucking lie. The lie is that you can skip over pain, that you can experience no pain. And what mm-hmm. that what that does is exacerbate your pain later if you choose to believe the fucking liar who's telling you that lie, right? People who are telling you the truth are saying, guess what, dude? Shit's going to be a little painful now if you accept this painful truth, but things over time will get better once you've accepted that truth. That is a fundamentally unpalatable message to the large swath of Americans at this current moment because they're all babies. They're all looking for the government to be their fucking daddy and tell them how to live their fucking lives. And they all want communism. So it's like, just give it to them. You know what I mean, it's uh, you, you got to You got to accept the truth sooner or later because the truth is coming no matter what. Like it's it's true no matter what, even if you live in denial for a while. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Fucking stack sats. Stack sats. Stay humble. Stack sats. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's as good a place as any. I don't know if any. I don't know if anybody can handle much more than that. We were. <laughs> we're a little. Everybody's everybody's a little hyped up today. You know, it's like. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's on edge. Everybody's on edge. <laughs> America Idol just quit smoking. We got a thirty percent stock crash. Uh, uh, even Bitcoin's down. Nobody cares because we're dead. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> that's all right. Well, uh, shit, man. Uh, what's that? I said, dude, that's the perfect way to end it, man. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everyone's emotionally so. dead inside, so fuck it. <laughs> yes, off. and we. So we've Yes. Yeah. We, we, that, that was the point of the episode. We kill you. We kill you inside first. That way, you don't have to overcome that barrier when you start fart, first start uh, stacking sats. <laughs> That's what we should have a uh, jump in initiations, you know, like we just we just beat the shit out of you like a gang would. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then you're and then you're just numb to it. Like we just steal all your money and we smack you around. You know. What do we shout? We have to like shout something ridiculous when we're beating people in, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got we got we got to think about that. What's gonna be like the tagline as we beat people in? <laughs> just be like blockchain, motherfucker. Just fucking smack <laughs> them with a real chain, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe that's something for people to think on because that's a that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good meme template, right? <laughs> Anytime somebody just capitulates and just says, "Fine, I'm just gonna stay humble and stack sats," then we gotta like just wreck them with that meme. Uh, all right, well, dude, do you have, I mean, everybody should go follow American uh, American underscore Hoddle. Is that right? All right, now it's now I, I keep getting deleted, so now I think I'm yeah, now you're all now I'm Hoddle underscore American. 
Okay. <laughs> so, you okay. know. Yeah, have, you got I, anything I, else going on? Uh, no, fuck no. The stack's up. <laughs> Giddy up. Giddy up. Well, uh, shit, man. Thanks for coming on. I we got to do that. We definitely got to do this again. So uh, oh, totally I'm sure. Did. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, until next week, keep two hands on the wheel.